You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Hey! It's already my turn, isn't it? I got to get on the, on the radio. They tell me I'm on the air right now. So, hey, everybody, welcome to Morning Breath. We're a drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. We do that by taking a chapter of the Bible, reading it, spending some time with the Lord in the Word. And then we come down to the studio here at our Maryland Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air live. And I have a co-host today. His name is Pastor Christian. His name is Christian Hurston, but he's also a pastor here at the church. So he's Pastor Christian Hurston. How you doing, Nick? Nick just came over and pressed the button for record on our secondary recording device. Yeah, we're doing it great. It might be our third dairy, isn't it? How are you? How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. You awesome. sure? Yeah. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Good to see you. Yeah. It's great to, to be guys. here. First time I've seen him move in two months. Yeah. He came from behind out from, the board. From he behind got behind the, computer, the board yeah. and walked around. It's a whole new world. Woo. Yeah. I forgot he had legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does have legs. He does. Yeah. So what's up? Hey, so this is exciting. January twelfth, oh, new yeah. year, twenty twenty one. Come we're, on, we're in the middle of it. This has been a great year. We're in we're the middle already, of it. Already into some prayer yep. and seeking God. Yep. And this is exciting. We're in the middle of it. Yeah. So I think the best way to stay involved and connected and know about our prayer and everything we have going on in the East Coast is through our East Coast app, which you can find on the Google or the Apple Play Store, or you can follow us on our website eccc.us. You can go on there for info, events, past sermons. Morning Breath episodes, anything we ever mention is going to be on the website. And so you can just go in there. It's a good reference. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or if you prefer, you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060. And we would be honored to either email or mail out a devotion guide for Morning Breath or any information you might ever want. Absolutely. So let's just do a couple things real quick on what's going on right now that people can get on board. With We have our devotion, yeah. our 21 days of devotion and fasting, and so our devotion is available on, again, go to the app. That's a great place to find it. Or you, if you want a hard copy, we do have some at the church still. Yeah. Stop by, get one. You can, you know, I like to doodle and, yeah. and write in mine and ask some questions and things of that nature. So we've got some incredible things going on that way. So we're on day three of our 21 days of seeking God and devotion, which just started on Sunday the 10th. And this is an incredible time to really set aside the first part of the year, seek God, and even in a greater way this year, as we are doing a 24-hour fast and prayer that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing you know, five days of praying at the church at 7 a.m. And this is just extra exciting, I think, as we look at 2021 and say, we're not going to take this laying down. We're going to run hard after this year and really get our priorities straight. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. In fact, we're in prayer right now yeah. at the churches. If you're tuning into this at 7.30, 7 to 8 o'clock, and it's, since it's uh, day three, which is Tuesday, am yeah. I correct? Yes, sir. So uh, Wednesday night at 6 o'clock, we'll begin that 24 hours of prayer. And yeah. we'll actually have two uh, worship services that evening. And I kind of had a rumor we were having them throughout the night and yeah, uh, cool. the following day as well at various times. So sign up for an hour to pray or yeah. for six hours to pray. I heard Nick uh, was Nick's challenged. Be no, that's not what I heard. I heard someone challenged him to do an okay. all nighter. Not that he was going to do But he's going to step up. And no one asked what I wanted to do. No, we we don't ever ask what you want to do, Nick. Come on, yes. (laughs) Voluntold. Voluntold him to? Yeah. Yeah. No. Who who wants to know what you want? Yeah. Um, No. 
But yeah, he was challenged to do an all-nighter by someone, not me. We do have an online component for this, too. So for our morning prayer, if you are physically incapable of being able to make it in person, we do have an online aspect that you can participate. Maybe you're getting the kids ready for school between 7 and 8, and you're not able to make it. But I heard this said recently, and I love it, is if you are physically in, incapable of coming, then that's one thing. But if it's just a habit of not being back at church or like maybe stretching yourself, I want to challenge you. Use this. Let's not do all silly resolutions that we don't keep, but let's like make some real lifestyle changes to put God first and say, God, I, I'm going to trust you with that sleep that I'm giving up. I'm going to trust you with this time. And even with, you know, maybe even a fear of being around people, I'm going to put you first and we're going to seek you in the beginning of the year. Absolutely. Sounds like a good word. Anything else we need to share? I think that's about it. We better, better get into our program today. Yeah. We won't have time for the Scripture, yeah. which is pretty important. It is a good one. That's, well, the Scripture is pretty important. Yeah, It is a good chapter. Yeah. Pretty exciting news for the disciples. It is. So we're going to be reading Matthew chapter 28. Yeah. I'm going to read uh, New King James. What are you going to read? I'm going to be doing the New Living Translation. So short. Yeah. Such a little chapter. I know. I'm tempted to have us both read it. I suspected but, that you might do that, but we'll... But uh, let's just all read the first 10, you read the last 10. If all we right. need to bounce back and forth between translations, good. we will. All right, I must say unto you, read, sir. Now, after the Sabbath, at the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come and see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Verse 10. Then Jesus said, I'm going to read through 10. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Don't try to steal my verses. Verse 11. Okay. As the women were on their way, some of the guards went into the city and told the leading priest what had happened. A meeting with the elders was called, and they decided to give the soldiers a large bribe. They told the soldiers, you must say, Jesus' disciples came during the night while we were sleeping, and they stole his body. If the governor hears about it, we'll stand up for you so you won't get in trouble. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely among the Jews, and they still tell it today. Mm. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Mine has an amen there. Yeah, uh, yeah I said I read the first 10, you read the last 10. I'm yeah, sorry I if believe- I mis- misled you in any way. Forgive me. At least that's what I thought my mouth said, but my mouth doesn't always cooperate with I'll my I'll always brain. trust you. Okay, good. 
Well, that was silly. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know what is really silly? Yeah. The, what, the way yours read, uh-huh. it sounded like you said they offered the soldiers a large bribe. Oh, instead of bribe. Yeah, instead yes, of bribe. That's a large bribe. A bride. Lar- a large bride. Yes. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Mine doesn't say bribe. That's why it, pay- it kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Mine says a large sum of money yeah. for the soldiers and such. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing chapter. One of the things I think the beginning Bible reader reads this and, and really not, not often is there a lot of thought given to it other than to just say what an incredible story. You know, what an incredible sort of uh, climax to, you know, the death burial uh, of Jesus. He's, he's risen. And this is an incredible moment when his disciples actually begin to see what's going on. And there's angels involved and, you know, all sorts of stuff is going on that way. But if you read your Bible a lot, you'll notice that this is— um, somewhat challenging Mm -hmm. to get it to agree with other Gospels. Yeah. And I actually want to make a couple points about that. You know, when you read Mark, for instance, you know, it's very similar in in some areas, but if you read Luke, it's not that similar. And you say, how in the world can these stories be so different? And I would just check you up for a minute and say, well, let's look at a couple things real quick. If these were witness statements in a court case today, we would find that they agree on all the big things. They agree on angels were there and women went first and, you know, Peter and John showed up and, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesus rose from the dead. And really on all the big stuff and really even the characters involved, they all agree perfectly. Which is amazing because, you know, by, uh, people that are critical of the word of the Bible would, you know, they'll say, well, why didn't they agree? Well, if it all agreed perfectly, they'd say, oh, they, they got together and yeah. wrote this up. You know, it wasn't real. And so there's no way you can kind of win this argument to someone who is just disbelieving the Scripture. But there's a great explanation why it's like this, in my opinion anyway, and that is one you can actually uh, go to go online and look up a harmony of the gospel's resurrection yeah. and you'll see several different people's opinion on how to how to put all these gospels together and in what order it actually happened and that's okay the other thing that i see here is this is normal that one person matthew is the guy we're reading would see a certain amount and Luke would see a certain amount, Absolutely. and and Mark would see a certain amount, and John would too, and uh, even in First Corinthians when it's mentioned that Peter saw the Lord, so there's 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 a Peter seeing the Lord that's not even mentioned in this mm-hmm. in any of the Gospels, uh, you know, and I don't have time to go into great detail on that, but it's in there, you know, that the Scripture's clear on that, but. I think that uh, the true Bible believer doesn't become critical of Scripture over that. They try to find how it fits together. Because what I've always found in my life is when I didn't understand something or I couldn't fit it together, that if I just hung in there and Mm -hmm. believed God, he would someday show me 
and clarify for me how it did fit together rather than take a negative. So if that's ever, you know, somebody's ever said things like that, well, I just want to encourage you, man. It's, uh, I think it's actually pretty easy to fit them all all together now. Yeah. But there was a season in my life when I looked at this and went, well, why does it say Mary Magdalene, you know, and that other gospel saw him first and, you know, he hugged her and how does that work? Yeah. You feel like it's contradicting and maybe yeah. starting to unravel a little bit versus yeah. trusting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact is it's very easy. She could have, because she, uh, just a simple thing fixes it. She could have went twice. She could have went one time with the girl yeah. with Mary and then another time on her own. Yeah. And you know, Oh, well, I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, it's it, much of it is that simple. Yeah. When we look at it from how that could have worked instead of, how that could not have worked. It's like that old thing about the Berean Christians who searched the Scripture to see if it be so. Okay. They didn't search the Scripture to see if it was not so. Okay. And so that's a pot. Yeah, just, just the perspective a, yeah, in the, the way, perspective the filter of looking that you bring to it. Yeah. Well, what about the devotion? Now, let's get to that. You, uh, We read the uh, Day 3 devotion today, yeah. and there was a pretty key verse in it. What did you yeah, think about that? There was. I liked it a lot. <laughs> so the key verse for our devotion today comes out of Matthew 28, 18 and 19. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I think that that authority is huge in what you think about just Jesus giving us all authority on heaven and earth and realizing that Jesus went around and what did he do with his authority? Did he do it for his own self gain or for his own, you know, notoriety? It was the opposite is he would say, Hey, don't tell anybody that this happened. He would go around and he would heal all who were sick. He would go around and he would set the the captives free. He would go around and change people's lives forever. And even going into environments that were very contradictory to what we would think of today, you know, spending times with the the prostitutes and the drunkards and being in an environment that would people would easily criticize. But I love the idea of a, a catalyst when you look at it scientifically is it's an element or a component that changes its environment, but it's not changed itself. And that's what Jesus did is he would go into these environments and they would be transformed forever. But he wasn't changing who he was as he had the authority to go in and change everything. And so that's the authority that we have. And so especially as we're looking at... Wait you know, a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. We have the same authority Jesus had? Same exact one. So are you kidding me? Yeah. As he is, so are we in this world, is that he's given all that authority. Wow. To wow. raise the dead. Yeah, he said the same authority. Yeah. Uh, the same, the way God sent him, he was sending us, which is a pretty powerful yeah. way to look at it as well. Yeah. You know, I also think that, that some of that authority thing, which I know there are a lot of people that long to see more mm-hmm. in the realm of miracles and, you know, uh, supernatural things go on. Yeah. I just want to encourage you that some of that, I think, in many Many lives, one of the catalysts for seeing more of that is the rest of what it says there. Go, therefore. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, I, think there's, I think there's a go, therefore, anointing. Yeah. Uh, there's a go anointing. There's yeah. a go empowering. There's yeah. a, uh, you know, some people say, I don't want to. Wow. 
But when you do, you find it's where you always yeah. wanted to be in the first place. We've seen it overseas, you in India and throughout the world, and me growing up in Haiti and places, is you're like, well, why are all these miracles occurring in other nations? Well, you're going and they're seeking in a different way than just, hey, let's have a, a Holy Ghost party in our oh, same yeah, room. Oh, yeah, they, they don't have, two, they don't have two options. They have yeah, one option. Yeah, that's it. God heals it's, them or they yeah, stay sick. I'm believing for my daily bread that's today right. yes. because I'm starving. That's right. And then you see it show up. Yep. Absolutely. And so I, I've never heard that before. You just came. Oh. You got me excited. It's that well, in your missionaries kid. You never heard that before. Well, I have wow. heard a lot on this, but the miracles really aren't in that go there for it's, yeah. it's, I think a lot of people miss that, you know, that there is a, there's a side of going now you can go, uh, in your daily life, you can go, you know, make disciples. Yeah. Not to you be can Africa. baptize. You can do it right here. Right. You can teach people to observe all things the Lord's commanded them. Um, you can you can have a experience like that here. You don't have to go to another country, but I do think part of what's going on here is the go take them. I think every Bible believer should take a at least a short-term missions trip Absolutely. in their life. Absolutely. Every Christian yeah. should take a short-term missions trip in their life. It yeah. is I think it's uh it's p- imperative yeah. to do stuff like that. Perspective change. Yeah. It really does make such a difference. Yep. I love it. I I'm going to tilt a little bit is verse 10 oh, was one that gosh. jumped out to tilt. me is that it says then Jesus said to them, "Don't be afraid." Go tell my brothers to leave Galilee. What and is they that will word again? There. Go and tell. Hmm, that's yeah. interesting. Go tell them. That's good. Go it's, tell it yeah. on the mountain. That's a good track. Nick's, on, Nick. Nick's about to sing. Nick, he was over there. Yeah, on, he's he getting was lip syncing. Is that Jesus is commanding them. This is his final kind of declaration. It's before he ascends into heaven. Yeah. And he's reminding them again, don't be afraid. And, you know, there's some debate on this, but if you do some study on the internet, they'll say that the command... Do not be afraid is one of the most common commands in the Bibles throughout Old Testament yeah. and New Testament. Yeah. You see it with Joshua at the beginning, at the bookends, at the end of it, throughout. Don't Absolutely. be afraid. Don't be afraid. And people will say that there's 366 commands in the Bible to do not be afraid. And it depends on what translation. Some of that's a little gimmicky. Yeah, it is. The, Definitely the King, is gimmicky. The King James is not that many. Right. It's like 125. But right. still, the idea is that there's one for every day because you need to be reminded don't be afraid. And Jesus said to them a lot. And it's a reminder for you out there. It's the same thing that ties in with the authority that you have. As you have this authority, you don't have to be afraid. Is that so oftentimes we're fearful for things that are never going to happen. Is worry is putting a down payment on something that's never really going to happen in your life, but you're anticipating and you're, you know, dreaming and your imaginations are going to get the best of you. Whereas instead, it says, in perfect love, there is no fear because fear causes torment. Mm-hmm. Is that we have that authority to walk and to believe. Like, look at this example of you get the call from your boss this week and they say, you know, he or she emails or calls or texts and says, I need you to come and see me. And the, the first inclination Wait, before is... Before you go any further, yes, Nick, can I see you after we're done with this program? Oh, yeah. Here it goes. He just, his stomach just sunk. No, is you think, oh, no, I'm about to get fired. You know, on the other side, you get called in there and say, I really acknowledge and see what you've been doing. 
we want to give you more authority. We're going to be giving you a promotion, or we're going to be giving you. We're not going to give you more, any more money. But no, we're but going to give more you more responsibility. <laughs> exactly, and you can work into that delayed gratification. And so, how often do we assume the worst? Yeah. And we always we get that text or that call, and it could be family or friends, and you're thinking, "Hey, this is horrible news." You're just you gravitate towards that versus being in anticipation and excitement and faith of thinking, "Hey." This is good that's going to happen. I believe the best. And that's really where the difference is to where the commandment from God is not to be afraid. And I want you to hear that and receive it today. Yeah, that's good. You know, there's a, there's a, uh, let me see. You walk up to somebody's house and there's two dogs under the car, puppies under the car as you walk up. One of the puppies runs up and jumps on your leg and wants to say hello. The other puppy cowers under the car what are are you the one that's different no it's the puppies that are different yeah, perspective it's a perspective see god when it says that his eyes are like flames of fire in in the book of revelation if you're the puppy under the car hiding you see those eyes flaming with anger but if you're the puppy that you know have the attitude of oh okay, there's my there's my master you run out you know they burn with a flame of passion for yeah. you. And so, you know, just even, you know, we say a lot around here, Father God. Um, God, Jesus, brought this whole idea that God was our Father, which was like a crazy idea compared yeah. to Old Testament, oh, yeah. Old Testament Judaism. Say in his fact, name. Well, in, in fact, they called Jesus a, a heretic. Uh, you yeah. know, he was, are you saying you're making yourself feel like God? You're yeah. saying you're, you're the Son of God? You know, and they went nuts over it. And uh, But Jesus presented to us God as a picture of his Father. And I just think about this for a minute. I don't know how many of you out there that have been a parent, but if you've been a parent or you're young and you've been around a good parent, mm-hmm. isn't your parent for you? Yeah. Isn't your parent, you know, as a parent, don't you want to be on the same side as your children? Mm-hmm. Aren't you always out there? to help them improve their lives, make things better for them. You know, uh, wasn't it, what was a general that, you know, they got FBI kind of set him up, Flynn. Okay. Flynn went to, was getting ready to go to prison and uh, President Trump uh, exonerated him or whatever, pardoned him. The reason he, he copped to what they said was because they threatened his son wow. with prosecution. Yeah. And so he just said, you know, yep, yep, I did it to keep them from going further. Yeah. And he really wasn't guilty of anything. But to protect his family. Yeah, to protect yeah. his family. Wouldn't any good dad? Yeah. I mean, we just look at that's just a natural thing from going on in the world today. And I'm not trying to be political with that. I'm just using an example I heard yeah. recently. Wouldn't any good parent want to love and protect their child? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of attitude we've got to have and think of. And that will help you not be afraid as you go through life. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age, 
or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family, We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Final thoughts. What do you got, Pastor Christian? Verse 20, the final kind of command to close out. It says, teach these disciples to obey all the commands. And I want to stop right there. We're called as Christians not to just take this good news and sit on it uh. and just spend time on our with God by ourselves in a room locked away. Jesus did say to go pray in your closet, but we're also called to make disciples. It's one of the greatest things that can ever happen to your faith is say, hey, 
that which you've seen in me, do this also. That's what Paul said in Philippians 4. And we should be modeling our lives to other people and saying, come and do life with me. You could see what Paul did when he had Timothy with him and Silas with him and, you know, John Mark and all of these people. He constantly surrounded himself. And that's how the church grew. That's how the gospel got out, is not just focusing on yourself. And it's a challenge to me. I could do better. I've got some people around in my life, and I get a lot of chance to disciple with with the TNT Youth Church but and with East Coast in general. But I, I could do a better job of making more disciples. We all could. The thing that's encouraging to me there, though, as well as low, this, this is King James, yeah. low or New King James, low, I am with you always, yeah. even to the end of the age. And that's so encouraging to me that, you know, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And even if you feel empty and dry, the truth is Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. Lift up your eyes, look towards heaven. He's got an answer for you. And come on out to church and pray with us tomorrow morning. Bye. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.